0: Hello, everybody. Mary Davidson here, one of your co-hosts from the Better Events Podcast. In today's episode, we are diving into event predictions. Now, this is super exciting because we did event predictions one year ago in episode 13. Can you believe it? Because now we are in episode 63. And we're excited to look back at those predictions, but also make new predictions for the coming year. So stick around and here we go. Welcome to the Better Events Podcast. Join two event strategists, Logan Clements and Mary Davidson, who believe we can all create, host, and attend better events. In this podcast, you will learn about event strategy and actions that you can use today as an event host, planner, or manager. Hear directly from the people are creating innovative and inspiring events today and tomorrow and grow your business along the way. Now, let's get started, and thanks for listening to the Better Events Podcast.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Better Events Podcast. I'm Logan Clements, one of your co-hosts, and I'm joined by fellow co-host Mary Davidson. And before we get in our both time-traveling machine and put our predicting hats on to predict the future of events in 2023, I do want to start us off with a conversation starter. It has nothing to do with our topic today. But Mary, what do you like to cook the most? Is there a certain dish, a certain item? I think I'm less of a cooker, more of a baker. Mm. I don't know
0: if that's an appropriate answer for this question, but I would prefer to cook slash bake a dessert or something like that. Favorite um, dessert? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I like the simplicity of cookie, but I got into cake making and that was fun too. So I don't know. There you go. That's fine.
1: (laughs) What about you? I am also not really a big cook, but not because I bake. I just don't like cooking that much. (laughs) Um, But every so often I do feel inspired and my current obsession, if you are on my Instagram, ever my like personal one, I'm currently obsessed with uh, Grassy Palasi, who is an influencer based out of New York makes really delicious Italian meals. He has a homemade vodka sauce for pasta. And it has made me feel incredibly – like I'm a chef. It is actually really good. Um, And we will link it in the show notes if you would like to make this vodka sauce. The vodka does cook off, so it's non-alcoholic for anyone who has kiddos or non-drinkers with them. Uh, But it is so yummy and not super complicated in terms of lots of ingredients. So
0: Love it. Big pasta person, so here for that. Awesome. So we are excited for our topic today. We chose this topic about event predictions because, believe it or not, we did this last year. And so today we're going to react to our predictions from last year. And then we also have some new ones for this year. So it feels, just for Logan and I, kind of nostalgic. If you've been listening to us for a while, kind of cool. One year ago we were here, now we're here again. And we're excited to 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 react. I don't even remember what I said, so I don't know if you remember what you said, Logan, but this is going to be a fun episode, so hopefully you all enjoy it.
1: It's going to be some blind reactions, and yes, to I would say like baby us, but it's really only one year younger us, but still, (laughs) if they only knew what we know now. Um, But before (laughs) we jump into some of that fun kind of flashback, as well as we'll provide you with our our new ones for what we think events are going to look like in the summer of 2023, but mary first is there like anything you're without giving your predictions away but anything that really excites you about the next year in events um i mean just the
0: the event industry has really changed so much i i believe in the last year and so i'm just really excited to see what else is going to change i think it's a time for a lot of fresh ideas there's a lot of space for them right now and i hope that that continues i hope that that's something that's not forgotten and so i'm excited for whatever that may look like, just to roll with the punches, if you will, for the changes in the event industry.
1: Yeah, I think for me, I'm very excited about all the opportunity, which I'm sure if I listened to some of this part of what I said last year, it's hopefully along this, probably on the same vein, uh, You know, especially with everything with the great resignation. Uh, we have some great episodes coming up for folks who are looking to expand their teams and hire people because after having you know, everyone's business shutting down in 2020, I felt like events have come back with a force. Uh, You know, we started to see it last year. I really am feeling it this year. And I'm hopeful that that's going to continue in 2023 because not only are people excited to get back and gather together in person, but I do think virtual and hybrid continuing to be here. And uh, that just excites me because as an event person who loves what they do, this, you know, it's going to be great. I'm very excited.
0: Yeah, definitely. So Logan, do you think about like, does anything scare you? Anything like that? give me fear about anything as you look ahead. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I feel like, yeah, this could be like, I was trying to think about it from an event industry perspective and also just as a business owner and, you know, as people like a solo entrepreneur. For me, it's honestly more on the personal side of my personal, like with my business. Um, The only thing that really scares me is like I mentioned before, I am very excited about like opportunities, but I do know that at the end of last year, end of 2021, burnout was really real for me. And I had kind of made a goal of last year to not feel the way I felt last year this year. And I think I'm doing the right things. You know, I'm hoping, again, a lot of times we talk about on this podcast, a lot of it is learning by doing. So I'm hoping I've learned some from 2020 year. you know, 2021 me. But um, that's the only thing that scares me is making sure that I'm not overextending myself uh, just, you know, with my energy, with my time and things like that when it comes to working on events and the different projects and things I have going on. So. I'm optimistic, but there's definitely a little bit of fear in there that I hope I'm doing all the right things. How about you, Mary? Anything jumps out at you that scares you?
0: I think similarly. Like as 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 exciting as it is that the industry is picking up, I just think you know as a planner and entrepreneur, I just really want to be careful that that doesn't. Turn into and I don't I don't know what turn into something that doesn't align with like the reason why I started my business like so I just just kind of keeping that in mind I've talked about it before I want freedom that's kind of my motivation behind being an entrepreneur and so whatever that that looks like I want to make sure that I take that with me and though it's exciting that there are opportunities I want to make sure that it are they are opportunities that align with my just like life goal and so. That's, I'm not exactly sure what that is, but I think I'm afraid that
1: I might forget that because things are so exciting and busy and opportunities, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All right. I feel like it is time for us to do a little bit of time traveling. So listeners, we are going just to kind of give away a little bit of it, but we are going to live react and listen to a clip from our episode 13, which was last year. It aired on July 13th, 2021. So we are coming to you now July 14th. Uh, 2022. So, you know, we're pretty darn close. Um, Episode 63, which is crazy. 13 to 63. Yeah. Do do all the math. We've definitely done more episodes already this year than we did, or we're close to it, uh, of what we did all of last year. But anyway, so we're going to play that back, get our reactions. Were we right? Were we wrong? Do we laugh at past us? And then make a prediction for uh, summer of 2023. So what do we see happening in the event industry between now and then? But without further ado, I think, Mary, it's time. We're going to listen to what was my first prediction from – I'm a little nervous about this. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I really want to know. But before, I did get to have the joy of clipping all of these for this episode but so we could listen to them live. And I do want you, listener, if you're watching us on video, just to appreciate how far Mary and my backgrounds have (laughs) come since summer of 2021. All right. Let's give it a listen. My first prediction is that we will still all be using Zoom in July 2022. I just—the only thing I think that will be different is that we might have more calls that are video off or audio only, back to like phone call life. Um, but I think Zoom was so prevalent right in the beginning that everybody got really comfortable using it. Um, that it's—it's gonna—it's gonna survive. It's gonna be around. As we talked about earlier, Mary, like all those cool new tech platforms that are coming up, I still think. Hands down, Zoom has the largest reach and the largest span of ages that are comfortable using it. All right. I mean, our backgrounds have come so far, Mary. Uh, that's all I can <laughs> think about. I'm like dying over here because Logan's sitting on in a corner. I, that's all I'll say. I'm, I'm, I'm so- in the corner of my room, okay? It was a great <sighs> plain backdrop, and now look how far I've come. Come on, pass me. Um, I mean, I was right with Zoom. I was wrong that we went to video and audio or audio only calls. That's like my dream. I think maybe, I know, yeah, camera those, off yeah. is a little more normalized, but still. But yeah. yeah, Zoom Zoom is here, guys. I will have just hosted a uh, masterclass on teaching people how to produce events in Zoom. So whoop, whoop. I was right and it's continuing to hold true. <laughs>
0: yeah, pretty spot on. I I think that's awesome. But yeah, I hope, you know, it comes to fruition that we still have a change in uh, the – Demand for video on and all that, all that good stuff. But we'll leave that for our predictions.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah! Now, so before we jump into Mary's, I like just want to react to my past episode here. Um, I'll give you my first prediction for 2023, and um, this one is—I feel like I'm going to be a little optimistic here, but I think that um, data is going to be data collection, attendee data is going to be even more important at in-person events. Between by now, by July 2023, thinking like RFID chips, scanning QR codes. I just feel like because we've done virtual and hi, you know virtual events, sponsors, partners, event hosts have become used to having more data that you get just from folks being on a platform. Um, so you're going to see more of that at any event you go to because they just want to collect the data of who you talk to, where'd you go, how'd you network, And I feel like we're seeing it, but I'm going to see it even more, especially at events that have never really thought about adding this as a part of their event. All right. So Mary, now we get to go back in time to see what was Mary's first prediction from 2021. My first
0: prediction is, I feel like I sound like a broken record because it's what we've already talked about, but I would be very surprised if this didn't happen. And that is that for virtual or hybrid events, there are going to be I don't know I don't know if I want to say a percentage but I'll say a significant number of attendees that attend in that form rather than in person. So to clarify if there is a, it's a, if it's a hybrid event there's an option to attend in person I believe a good chunk a significant portion of the attendees will choose the virtual option. So like I said I don't want to give a percentage because I, I don't want to be wrong but I think it's going to be significant. I maybe I'd even say like
1: 30% but We'll see. 30% would be in person and 70% online. No, 30% online. Which is 70% still... in person. Exactly.
0: I feel like that's still a significant chunk. It depends on the event, but um, especially for conferences. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I'll say. All right, Mary.
1: <laughs> what's your reaction
0: to your prediction? <laughs> this one's bringing me back. Now I'm over here like, oh, what 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 is the percentage? Now I'm putting myself in the hot seat trying to figure out like what I've experienced in the last year. So I might need your help on this one, but I think that I am not totally sure if that would be true. I feel like what I've seen is that because people were missing the in-person component, people are really excited to go back in person. And perhaps, vir- like if it's a hybrid event, the virtual piece is less. Would you? What would you say, Logan? I'm kind of thinking through this. I'm thinking through events I've been a part of. But what's your what's your thoughts on that too?
1: I mean, I I'd say for the smaller events, I feel like your prediction was true. I think the bigger events that unlocked so the opportunity of all virtual, you know, I know you and I have been a part of one that was like three, 4,000 in person and like 10,000 online, you know, so that would have been the inverse of what you said. Um, <laughs> but I mean, pretty good prediction for again, you were doing this back in July 2021. We had no idea really what the year would be. Um, mm-hmm. But knowing that there was a split, you didn't say the H word, you didn't say hybrid, but you know, yeah. the virtual and yeah. the in person components. Yeah,
0: I'm interested to see how that's going to change even over time. Good good thought last year,
1: Mary. Now, and what's your uh, prediction for this year for looking ahead to July 2023? What's an event prediction you have for the industry? So different, like
0: kind of on a completely different track than my other prediction, but something that I was thinking is that in-person events, similar to your prediction, Logan, going with in-person, in-person events are going to call for More diversity, and I think what I mean by that is in many ways. But one thing that I've actually had a lot of people ask me lately is they want um, like vendors from the BIPOC community, or they're looking for a certain type of a vendor speaker. Uh, You know, they want the panels to be more representative, and so I just think that that is going to be even more common. Um, since we're going back to in-person events for some reason, it's just this call for people to recognize that there's more of this need. And I think that's needed virtually too. So I think in turn, it's going to be good for both types of events. Absolutely. So that's what I'm going to say is that that's what we're going to see as planners. We're going to see a call for that more often.
1: Yeah. And I do want to do a plug for um, for anyone who wants to help Mary's uh, production come true for a speaker um, placement company called Bedassery. And I will put the link in the show notes. Um, I had a call, discovery call with the founder, and it is all about just having uh, a speaker organization, bureau, you know, a menu of speakers you can pick from that are a little bit more representative of today. Um, A lot of uh, people of color and, you know, from diverse backgrounds. So that's definitely one to, to check out. All right, Mary, you ready to go back in time and listen to what my second prediction was from 2021? Let's do it. Yes. All right. Prediction was that, um, in-person events are going to be more elaborate. So think more exciting location or decor or fancier food. Um, but they're targeting a smaller amount of people. So very in line with Mary with what you were saying, but if we're requiring people to come back in person and I'm going to say this prediction comes from a little bit of like, I, this is what I hope, will happen um, is that a bigger deal will be made about the people that make the effort to come in person. Think of these guys as like your super fans. My sports analogies like those that buy tickets or are seasoned season ticket holders for a sports team. They like love your team. And so those are the people you want to make sure you're taking care of at your in-person experience versus you might have more casual fans who watch the TV broadcast two different audiences that is the quintessential hybrid event is a sporting event. Um, but just thinking about like a season ticket holder, what perks are you giving the people that make the effort to come in person? And that I think that'll be a bigger focus now that we have the option to have a virtual component. And the same would be if there was no virtual component, it was just an in-person only event. I think you need to pull out more of the stops to make it. This is why you need to physically come. All right. It was aspirational. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I don't know if I agree. I feel like I got it wrong. Uh, I would carry this into future would be great. Um, I think the energy was there. I feel like a lot of folks were very energized to be there in person and a lot more engaged. Lots of E words, which are all great for going back to in-person. And I think some events have taken it to heart that they do need to make it bigger and more elaborate for doing something in person, but I wouldn't say it's a universal adoption. I think some people have started going back to what they do in person, but I know I love all my, um, a lot of the folks that I work with, I know we work on like, here's what you learned from virtual, how do we apply that to what you're doing back in person again? And I think, you know, I'm still cautiously optimistic, but it did not overcorrect itself just as much as I was hoping. (laughs)
0: I think that's interesting. That's what I was thinking as we were just listening to that, too. It was kind of like, a, oh, bummer. I like I wish that were the case, but not really so. But not to like take your prediction away from you. But I do think in the future, maybe that will after people get the excitement of being back, maybe that will come to fruition.
1: Yeah. So maybe I was just it's too soon. That was far like in a, the future. Yeah. <laughs> like a five year prediction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not a one year. Yeah, well, you tried. All right. And my this I'm Mary, I'm very excited about my second prediction for 2023. So okay. in my second prediction for July 2023 is attendees are going to stop calling hybrid events hybrid and just call them events <laughs> because we're going to have normalized the hybrid experience. And my big caveat to this is as like an event professional, like a worker of events, uh, we would still be explicit on the planning side of if it's an in-person, a virtual, a hybrid, like what your expectations are. But there's my – I feel like I always have to have one that's lofty and it's maybe I'm also five years ahead of this. But yeah, I feel like we're going to start to drop the word hybrid from things and we're just going to call them events. Can I
0: comment on that?
1: Yes, you can. <laughs> this is an open field. Go, Mary. I mean,
0: <laughs> I, I like your prediction. I – so I made a list of predictions I wanted to share. And then I've kind of been like, I'm not going to share that one. But you brought this up. So I'm going to say this. I wasn't planning on sharing this, but I think that hybrid events will be super uncommon, which is the
1: opposite. We disagree. We disagree. Listeners, this is
0: like never happens. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be exciting to see what happens in a year. Now we got to resolve this conflict. But oh, I don't like yeah. it. We'll see. I don't know. I just think people are uh like it's like what we just talked about. They're they're really quick to fall back into what they're used to. And I think they got used to virtual. They have been used to in person. Hybrid's still kind of something people are getting used to and that maybe it's just gonna be an either or. We'll see. I don't know.
1: We'll see. There you go. All right. Mary, you ready to travel back in time for your second prediction from 2021? Yep. Let's do it. Right.
0: Say so, I think events are gonna be more expensive for that reason, which goes along with exactly what you were just saying. For whatever reason, hybrid decor, more people want to come out, it, they're going to be more expensive to, to put on. But the, but if I can say like a 0.5, my 2.5 um, prediction is also that I think vendors are going to be harder to book because like we've talked about, there's like this huge need. Some people didn't stay and yes, new people will join the industry. But a lot of vendors I've talked to, they're already booking into next year. And I know that happened prior to the pandemic, but it just seems more so. And along with that, like I know for me as a business owner, the pandemic has really helped me think through, like, who is my ideal client? What kind of events do I want to do? So perhaps if others felt and learned similarly, they might say no to certain events. I mean, I don't know. but. I know I kind of gave three there, but that one I kind of wanted to put out there. You too.
1: Get, You could have a bonus. Again, we're going to revisit these a year from now and we will see how. Yeah. It uh, doesn't really have a metric around it, I guess. But yeah. That's okay. So. I think we can just say anecdotally.
0: I think that's super. I think that's what happened. That's what's happened. You think? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, more expensive. I mean, probably for many reasons, but like, yeah. I think events, yeah, I think events have been more expensive
1: right? Yeah. I think, yeah, they, I have think two, they have too. And I think it yeah. is, but I think it's your, your second, your 2.5 really, I feel like is the main reason is folks are getting busier. Good folks are getting busy. And the people then that aren't busy are having a harder time finding staff or finding people and all of that costs more money. You know, the great resignation right. did hit in events as well. Um, and we just had a conversation with another production person who was saying it's really hard to find folks who have experience, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like all of that contributes to increased costs. Yeah.
0: Which actually goes really well into my next prediction, which is I think that virtual production roles will be highly sought after in the next year. Because I think people who jumped on board have now transitioned maybe into other things back to in person or their time is being taken up by something else. I think it's harder to find those people. Just a prediction. So
1: I think it'll be they'll just be highly sought after in the next year. We'll see. I like that prediction because I feel like it contradicts you contradicting my prediction that (laughs) hybrid events aren't going to be a thing anymore. (laughs) But virtual producers, I still think virtual events
0: will be a thing though. But people who were producing them before are going to go back to in person. So then therefore, virtual production roles.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm a proponent of virtual and hybrid and it's all here to stay. Yeah. Not everyone's gonna be doing hybrid. I'm not saying that, but I think events are just gonna be called hybrid and you'll just know, hey, can I join virtually or in person? Or they're just called, you know, they're just events. Uh, but there's been too much success, I feel like, for folks who've embraced it. And some of that success is gonna tempt some new people to try hybrid. Yeah. Um, I mean, I hope so. I value hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. But Let's like see. as a as an event pro, I feel like like you're saying, yeah, I guess whether you believe Mary's prediction or my prediction's correct. <laughs> They both mean you should learn virtual event skills. <laughs> yes, that's the moral. That's the moral of the story. Everyone learn virtual events. Um, Mary, do you have? A, I have like a more personal business one of a prediction. Oh, I don't know if that's another it. one. Yeah, well, give me yours and then I'll think of one. Okay, mine. I feel like it's kind of a goal because it feels like it's like a. Uh, it's almost. I'm not. I'm not totally on board, but I'm going to be on board. Um, my prediction by July 2023 is I will have done at least one event in VR or augmented reality world. Some of you guys might call this the metaverse, but the metaverse is Meta's, formerly Facebook's, you know, their VR augmented reality, uh, and there's countless other platforms out there. Um, So it's more like a challenge to myself because I feel like I'm a little resistant to it, but then I feel like I need to put my hat on for folks who've been resistant to Zoom and virtual events and, you know, all the benefits from it. So again, I'm going to say, I don't think it'll be the right fit for everybody, but I think I'm going to have one client who wants to do it. So
0: instead of going personal, I'm going to just go a prediction that goes along with yours because this is one of the ones I wrote down, which is I think that the metaverse or VR, the VR world will be – I think it will be slow moving in the next year, but I think that it will become more of a norm for associations and corporate mm-hmm. meetings. Like – and I'm not necessarily talking even conferences. I'm like talking – team meetings, um, educational discussions, things like that, I think those will become more of a norm, which then will hopefully help your prediction come true, Logan, because then you can have a client who needs that. There There we
1: go. I mean, again, I am a proponent of everyone should try something, at least try it once. So to me, that's I would try it at least once, (laughs) even though I'm not feel like I'm, I'm not in that generation, nor was I a big like video game person as a kid. So. To me, I, I it's a steep learning curve. My siblings are constantly trying to teach me a, a new video game to see if that'll spark my interest. But there, they're so gonna far. be your
0: your main people you call when you get your event.
1: Probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They'll probably be my first second at their call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of our event predictions. Unless, Mary, you have anything else you want to share with our listen listeners as we look ahead to the future. Did you enjoy that? Getting to listen back to Past Mary. And Logan, Jack, oh, I thought it was fun. I'm I'm glad our backgrounds
0: are better now. I have a, a middle part instead of a side part, so things have really changed. <laughs> we'll see what's going to happen in the next year. Um, no, yeah, I thought that was that was that was fun, a fun practice, and just an exciting time for the industry. I think there's lots of change, like we've talked about. So all good things for sure. And also, maybe Logan, maybe we should leave everyone with the prediction about the podcast. One sure. year from <laughs> now. Really putting us on the spot. Yeah, Mary, what's, what's our podcast? If yeah, if you're listening to this, you got to help us make it come true. That's how this works. But um, dang it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to say, Logan, I'll, I'll start and you can add to it and tell me if you agree. I'm going to say, for so one year from now for our podcast, Better Events Podcast, I am going to say that we will have more industry – leaders slash thoughts featured on the podcast and i'm just kind of pulling that out of air i gotta tell you it's not like we have like something like that planned i'm just gonna say that okay what do you think
1: i love mary's goal setting for our podcast i was gonna set it as like we will do one live podcast at an event oh that's a good one too
0: though because we can, yeah just one. We, have to do that. we have to do at least one so you're it I mean, like, viable it's, it's a smart goal we can achieve it <laughs> mine was not, not not as much of a smart goal no um these are predictions not necessarily goals all right I'm gonna
1: it's predict true uh, predictions it's definitely goal setting but again type a I'd love to be right so we're trying to set things that are achievable <laughs> you know, AKA, just help us grow the
0: podcast we're here for the long haul in case you haven't noticed now we're on episode 63 so next year, the next year, it's going to be great. So we'll get there. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) So now we have, we got to end with our lovely bonus tip, which
1: Logan has for today. So Logan, back to you. All right. So Mary, my bonus tip this week is to get yourself an event uniform. As we get back into doing things in person, have a go-to outfit for when you're working events. Mine, it's anything with pockets. I have a lovely jumpsuit from Athleta that I love all black is usually my default. That's usually the event uniform. But um, I did joke at an event that I had that was five days in person that I really honestly have like three go-to outfits. And so that was a few past what I normally go for. But I've got one jet black jumpsuit and then two uh, go-to's that are not black and a little bit more just like business casual. But if you are someone who's getting back into in-person events, I you know encourage you to get a you know something that you would say a uniform for you something you don't have to think about you can just throw on and know you look pro- the way you want to look professionally at an event i love it great bonus
0: tip awesome well, thank you so much, Logan, and thank you everyone for listening to another episode of the Better Events Podcast. We are so excited that you're just sticking with us. So thank you. Please share this with your friends and feel free to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Better Events Pod. You can send us an email at bettereventspod at gmail.com. And just thank you again for listening and we will see you again next Wednesday.